Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. The Around the NFL Podcast has deep roots in Martha's Vineyard. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined in a room filled with heroes, so many heroes. Mark Sessler, he's back. Chris Wessling, Greg Rosenthal, and back for the first time in a bit, in a minute, Andrew Siciliano of NFL Network fame. What's Was up, it guys? something I said? <laughs> hey, Dan. Are you just starting? Just starting. With no, I was just asking. Dan said it's yeah. been a while, so I'll... actually there is some history, and this is a makeup date. Okay, like the Yankees are down in, in right, DC today, right. making up a rainout. You are here, all set. Andrew's coming on the show week twelve or something last year. We're all excited. Deshaun Watson blows out his ACL, blows out that your line? appearance. Wow. And, uh, yeah, maybe it should have been sooner, but here we are. Well, we tape in the middle of your show up to the minute, so that pretty much ruins it. I am not in any way offended. I am happy to be here. I'm merely asking (laughs) because I know it's a question, of course, I'm being a narcissist, that people at home would ask, why has it been so? Well, you got to ask Wes. Ultimately, you got to ask Wes. I had cancer. I was removed from the situation <laughs> for a long time. Don't use that. You break out that a is, card for everything. Yeah, I, one thing about having cancer is it, the best part about it is the ability, ability to use the C card whenever and wherever you want. <laughs> it's I, not, I have no comment on <laughs> It's not dissimilar to after you have kids. Uh, you get to get out of a bunch of things you don't want to go to. Be like, ah, got the kids. Can't do it. Yeah. Got to do this. Got to do that. That said, Damn you man. could also – in life, not have kids and also just say no to things, but it's a bit of a <laughs> long, annoying. a big long road to take to have that excuse up your up your sleeve. Yes, Sessler's is I am in my underwear watching television. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we were knocked off up to the minute um, the day that Deshaun Watson's knee uh, went out. So I think it's actually us who have the more powerful gripe. Um, in this scenario. It was actually a Thursday because I could tell you I was on stage four. I remember it specifically. So it really wasn't up to the minute. I believe it was TNF first look that day. Probably we weren't scheduled for that uh, show you, then? I don't, the I don't, new, like, I think I don't we were. know. <laughs> you might have been. I, I, thought, I, I thought we were going to get bumped that day. We, we got bumped for the for You got to talk business. to the boss about, I just work. you know, 
syncing up all. The, there's too many different show titles. Uh, we yeah. actually are show titles. You used to work for thing. a show around the NFL. You guys okay. stole the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> let's, cut, let's cut the garbage it, here. We the we show were, was called Around the NFL, then Around no the choice. League for many years, and then I was told we can no longer have the name. We Ouch, we were we were told we had to do it. By the way, I'm this sure. is the new like the it was the JFK assassination. Where were you? Right. Like, where were you when 9/11 happened? Now it's where were you when Deshaun uh, Watson blew out his ACL? No, there's Who, no doubt that this is a, this is on the level of those two other historic events in American history. Uh, and and OJ verdicts. Um, <laughs> who who did? I know I like the new logo. It's still a little jarring on Twitter because you know you, you, your eye doesn't get used to automatically stopping on it because it little doesn't bordles. latch on. Who came up with it? Uh, Greg. Greg, you did it? <laughs> no. The NFL design why? people. It was I like ex- it. It was Just explained why, why, why? The need. Why the need? I don't know if we talked about this, or maybe we did. Because it's so different. We, it, was the, it was explained to me in a, a call a few months back, like, hey, they're going to work up a new logo. It's, you know, do you guys want to be involved? It's like, I know these guys don't want to be involved. I don't really <laughs> want to be involved. Look, at Mark's looking at Wes. Like, you guys wanted to be in the meetings anyway. No, no, not at all. I, no, I, no. I, what are the looks? What are the kissing cousin look? What I'm sorry if this has already been covered in a previous no, pod. No, we haven't okay. talked about it. My point is... We have new logos for all the people listening that have no idea that my we point is, content. It was, your phone it right was explained now. to me, do you guys want to be involved, like, step by step? No. Do you guys want to jump in at a certain point and just offer your thoughts on what the logo looks like? Greg? Yeah, okay. Cut to the meeting where they unveil it. It was just like, oh, this is your new logo. Like, yeah, okay. and it, it also like on the TV segments. In theory, they've got some stuff, yeah. some graphics. Looks it's good. Fancy. It does not look like it's about to jump off the screen and shoot a laser at me like the last <laughs> logo. Did. It's a little playful. Laser Props to the new logo. Uh, all right, so welcome uh, to the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, good news, bad news. Bad news. It's Monday. <laughs> the good news. It's uh, pretending to be knowledgeable about soccer season in the newsroom. Oh. You hear the newsroom right now? It's like, oh, should have done a bicycle kick there. We have a lot of soccer fans. <laughs> I, I was not in the newsroom today, nor Friday for that matter, but we have a lot of soccer fans. Yeah, people – People were. you were in the huddle with me, Dan, I believe, when uh, Spain scored in that game and the place went nuts. Oh. I mean, pe- people are people into are... it. I don't think they're fake, they're fake fans. Well, that was no. a great game. We're fake fans. We don't – I I, so I don't even work I like jumping in, but I don't know anything. I I'm just saying people act a little bit, maybe a little out of their depth sometimes. Absolutely, when this yeah. event comes. And around. the first time the word kits makes an appearance, I'm out of the oh, conversation. <laughs> the and I'll say this too for uh, EPL games and for like big Champions League games. EPL Saturday morning, bad example for big Champions League games in our office. It gets loud in this one little area in the middle of the newsroom. Like when it's El Clasico with um, (laughs) Barcelona and Madrid. (laughs) They get loud. Goal! I'm sorry. Wow, England. Oh, Robbie Kane. Kane's Robbie, right? In the 90th minute. 90th minute. What is it? Harry Kane. It's Eric Kane? Harry. Harry Kane. We're what the England games are. Oh, it's Robbie Keane. In the background. I'm right sorry. Now. This will be great. Some guy named Kane just scored. England leads 2-1. The wrestler? Kane's a very famous soccer player. I mean, this is huge. If you're the England audience, I'm sure you'll quite enjoy this moment because it's that's on two TVs in the uh, studio right now and the header off the corner kick, was it? Oh, it'll boy. be it'll be a, like reliving it all over again. It'll be <laughs> gripping kind of radio. Yeah. Is uh, Alec Ferguson retired these days? Wait, he played Obi-Wan Kenobi, didn't he? <laughs> Alec Guinness? Oh, my fault. 
coming up on today's uh, edition of the podcast, uh, an update on Odell Beckham and whether or not he'll be joining his Giants teammates when summer break concludes. Uh, Tom Brady talked to Oprah. Got to get Tom Brady and Oprah involved with the show. Uh, and we will bring it back. Unsolved Mysteries. We've done this before. Okay. <laughs> this might be something you can legitimately use the C card that you weren't there last week. Yeah, I think okay. so. Unsolved mysteries uh, in the NFL as we in, as we edge into the summer dark period. How about that? How about that, Andrew? You're pinching yourself, aren't you? It's a quiet month coming up. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> uh, but before we uh, do that, let's do the news. Uh, and to do that, say hello to Lindsay Fulton. How are you, Linz? I'm just great. That's loving, good. loving life these days. How about you guys? Mm. <laughs> Sounds like it. All right. I like Happy it. to be here. Beautiful. Lindsay, let's do some news. That guy would be very annoying to probably live with as a family member, I think. <laughs> um, that was after the Mexico goal against Germany yesterday. See, I'm plugged in. I'm a huge fan of soccer. I follow the sport. The beautiful game is what I call it. Why is it called soccer? Because, you know, you kick it around. I don't know. Short for association. Really? Oh. Yes. That's how the word soccer got, came into being. Uh, I call it football. <laughs> Just me. Start with Odell Beckham. He wants a new contract. We all know that. He hasn't gotten a new deal, but he did guarantee his attendance for training camp, according to Kim Jones, our own Kim Jones. Um, at this this from Kim. At the end of camp, Odell passed reporters, and when Ralph Vacchiano of SNY asked if we'll see him at training camp, OBJ said, yes, sir, yes, you will. Well, we can put that to bed, can't we, Andrew? Did we doubt it? Well. I'm not throwing it back did. in your face. Yeah. I'm just saying that he has I, pretty I, much checked every box along the way. Yeah. Off season, you know, once we got past the 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 league meetings and and we kind of put the trade thing to bed, and the Rams went instead and got Brandon Cooks. I, I think he's kind of checked every I, box. I think he he deserves not deserves credit. He's showing up and doing his job, but he has done everything to convince the Giants that he is not the guy that tried to to beat up a wall at Lambeau. Right. Mm. But there is still some doubt. So you said, like, did we ever doubt it? This is a rare instance of reporting that Vacchiano, who's covered that team forever, used to be at the Daily News, got this, you know, I guess exclusive or quote from Odell Beckham on the way out where he, you know, says he's going to show up at training camp. And then in that same article... Bacciano has a source familiar with Beckham's plans saying there are still five and a half weeks left and the source cautioned those plans could change if there's no movement in contract talks, which is about as easy to read as possible in terms of sourcing. It sounds like Beckham's camp is like still putting it out there, still trying to put some sort of pressure despite what their client it, is saying that at least let's start keep these negotiations moving forward I, I just see or else pl- it's a threat. I see a guy with no leverage. 
I don't see how the I don't see how that you can take it that seriously that he's that he's going to get a new contract in the next couple of weeks. The Giants seem to have no interest in providing that. They can franchise him. I mean, it's like why is it? Do we really think that's going to happen in the next twenty days for thirty days? Well, the the agent apparently is trying to get some conversation going at least at least so that there's some sort of talk. Apparently, the Giants have not been interested whatsoever at least in getting close to what he wants. It could work out for him as well. He's coming off, obviously, the injury that wrecked his season. If he does play out this year, has an Odell Beckham-type monster season, Wes, he he has more leverage then to, to put the Giants over a barrel. Yeah, but I don't. I personally don't see him playing without a new contract. Right. That's the thing. This it? season. Yes. Hmm. Well, we'll have to track that as we get closer to training camp. You got a point there? Yeah, I was going to say the – the 2014 first round, obviously, we're talking about all these guys now, and Zach Martin just got his deal. The interesting thing is no one's really trying to figure out Clowney's number, and he was taken number one overall in that draft. And and the franchise tag card is the one card that nobody – I'm not blaming the media here, but I think people in general choose to overlook. You guys clearly do not. Well, what's Aaron Donald going to do? What's Khalil Mack going to do? They – they have the Rams and the Raiders and the Giants do as well, that franchise card option. And it, it's something you also have to consider when you're trying to figure out the number that any of these guys deserves. The Rams or the Raiders, I'm sure we'll hear, well, here's what Ndamukong Sue got, right? Here's what JJ, here's what, well, not all those guys are equal. Ndamukong Sue was an unrestricted free agent at the time. And these guys, Mark, to your point, only have so much leverage. We can argue about whether the CBA does them right or not, but they only have so much leverage. Now, the leverage they do have, though, is not show up. And the Giants are a decidedly different team without Odell Beckham Jr. I'm sorry, Pat Shermer isn't the magic man that without the number one offensive player in that division on the field that they're going to just win without him. You're better off if you're drafted in the second round if you're going to be a yep. superstar, or at least, especially if it's the end of the first round. You're, if that first round contract's essentially with the franchise tag, it's almost like six years that they own you for. Uh, moving on, Tom Brady, the Patriots quarterback, met with Oprah, the mogul, and when two members of the <laughs> Illuminati get together, uh, Mark, and they sit down for a wide-ranging one-on-one interview, we're listening. We are. We are the official I didn't. podcast. I, I missed it entirely and learned about it today, but uh, but in general, yes. I parsed it out. I studied it note for note, word for word. Uh, and at the heart of it, or at least the biggest takeaway for a lot of people, is Tom Brady talking about retirement once more, which was once upon a time not such a thing with Tommy. Here is what Tom had to say about the idea of retirement. I think about it more now than I used to. I think now I, I'm seeing that there's definitely an end coming um, sooner rather than later. Oprah then asked Tom, you know, what do you think? Like age 43, age 45. What's up, Tom? Good job by Oprah. Nice job. As long as I'm still loving it. As long as you're loving it, you're going to do it. Yes. As long as I'm I'm loving the training and the preparation and willing to make the the commitment. But it's also, um, I think what I've alluded to a lot in, in, you know, in the docu-series was there's other things happening in my life too. You know, I do have kids that I love and I don't want to be a dad that's not there drive my kids to yeah. their games and you know I think kids you know my kids have brought a great perspective in my life you know because kids just want the attention you better be there yeah. and be available to them yeah or else they're going to look back on their life and go hey dad didn't really care that I much. love it 
Wes, you have um, you pointed out earlier today, in fact, that this is kind of a story that people aren't talking about. It's amazing to me. I said this back in March that I think I can't believe that the most underreported story of the NFL offseason is Tom Brady's change in mentality, which is stark that he went from being if you're going to compete against me, you better be willing to give up your life because I'm willing to give up mine. That was in the first episode of Tom versus Time. And then by the last episode, at the end of the season, he was wavering on how much longer he wants to play. And now he's saying he doesn't come to a lot of the practices, so he's not putting in that work that he was putting in years before. And now he's saying, I don't know how much longer I'm going. To me, that's a 180-degree turn in mentality from where he was. You don't think that's a cliffhanger for season two? Like it's at the end of the season, and now he's saying you have to tune in for next year. Not being a cynic here, I, I do think, I, I I think it's more a reaction. How do I phrase this? I think we were all delusional when we thought that he was ah oh, he's going to play till he's fifty. No, he's not going to play till he's fifty. I think the end has always been very very close. But Chris, you're absolutely right. Now he is admitting that the end is very close, and that. That, that is somewhat telling, and the no OTAs thing is telling as well. I think that's as, as much as anything. So much of it, is, so much of Tom Brady and who he is and how he got to where he is, his mindset that he he is willing to go places other athletes aren't willing to go to get better and to stay better and to master his body. And it sounds to me like he's not quite as committed to doing all that. I totally agree. These His words stand out because I think number as an athlete more than in almost any other profession, when you start whispering about the end, you start whispering, and at this point not whispering, stating to Oprah of all people that the end is much sooner than people think, that that is a total shift mentally, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was his last season. Plus, and not just Oprah, but... They're sitting on some nice wicker chairs outside. <laughs> wicker chairs. Super Soul Sunday, it's called. Super Soul Sunday. Should give it. Oh, is that, that on the OWN network? Yeah. On oh, is that in like Montecito at her estate? Where was Super that? Super Soul Sunday. Uh, it's just a beautiful. It's leafy. It's, wherever it is. it's a beautiful yeah. lovely setup. But it doesn't really – I thought he was – like when we, he talked about that and he was talking with Peter King last year, he was so fired up after winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to last forever. I think we even talked about in this room like, okay, that's – that's great. He's on this high. I think anyone at this age, he's one injury away, and he's ultimately year to year because just the NFL we've seen, even if you're Tom Brady, can change so much. This feels like the first year, to me anyway, that Brady is going year by year. Yeah. And if you read the reports and talked to people, even this offseason counted as that. Like he had to really think whether or not he wanted to keep doing this. I think not going to OTAs is already showing a change in his commitment level and where his priorities are a little bit. I think, Mark, I wouldn't be stunned. Now, I pray for these things that you speak of. You've been on this story for a while. But uh, it wouldn't stun me. It shouldn't stun anybody. Well, can I just say, I think the one reason we believed him in previous years because he had a single-minded obsession with maintaining his body in a way that no 40-something-year-old athlete ever did. And now, maybe Herschel Walker did. Sure. But Tom Brady, I mean, this is a different mentality. It's so different to me that it's jarring that we don't believe it anymore. I don't believe it anymore because he's not willing to put in that work. I, or or let me let me offer this. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make double what Tom Brady makes this year. Maybe Tom Brady would like a sweetener at the end, a lovely parting gift to stick around for a year. Yeah. Or two that could and, be involved as he, well. In his mind, he is putting in all that extra work, and he talked about it with Oprah. He just thinks his way of 
doing the work is more efficient than showing up and going to OTAs. Or Oprah mind, Brady 2020. You think he's working as hard this offseason as he has? In, he, his, in his words, he views, you know, when she brought seems up. He's been doing whole, a lot of traveling. When she, when he's done a lot of traveling throughout his career. I mean, he's basically been all over the globe every offseason uh, since I don't, since I would say oh five oh six, something feels different right yeah, now. Yeah, the OTAs thing is a is a big difference. Although he has skipped those in the past, you know, some years as well. But the way he puts it is that look, I love and respect Belichick. You know, that's his words of that. You know, I I think he's the greatest coach. You know, we have different ideas on how to how I should prepare for the season, and so that is different than the rest of the team. And I prepare in my own way, and that's you know TB twelve. Not a big deal. <laughs> this the quotes that's not Just I mean the, him getting more, older is a big deal sure yeah you know, big, you know it's a, big a huge deal, deal. If, if they're five and four hypothetically it's a huge deal if after next season he retires and Jimmy G isn't there to play anymore and it's like why didn't we see this coming earlier because he his mindset didn't change until yeah now. I agree in other news, the Dallas Cowboys will once again be playing without David Irving to start a season rap sheet first reported on uh when was this? Friday? Yep. Friday that the pass rusher suspended four games for violating the NFL's policy on substances of abuse. The team later announced it. Uh, Irving can uh, take part in all the offseason practices and preseason games. You may remember, if this feels like deja vu, Irving was suspended for the first four games last year. That was for a PED um, uh, test, uh, failing a test for PEDs, and he also missed uh, the end of last season with concussion issues. So, um, Mark, this man is not on the field a lot. When he is on the field, he does good things for the Cowboys. He gets to the quarterback, but this is a problem because he's got some issues. I think this podcast has liked David Irvin, the player, for a long time, and I think the Cowboys saw that incredible potential too, but now DallasCowboys.com writer David Hellman, in his opinion, from what he's hearing, sounds, sounds like the Cowboys will not. There's no extension coming for this player. This is probably the last year for him in Dallas, and it's. I think it's a loss because it's a guy, a guy who – when he's on the field, he is disruptive. He's a great player. Their front seven pieces the last three years, it, it's so maddening um, because this guy's hurt, this guy's suspended, this guy's suspended, this guy's hurt, um, and then, then this guy's suspended. It seems like it's, if, uh, it's if a If you're a Cowboys pass rusher, I'm just going to sus- assume you're going to miss the first month of the season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, imagine if they ever – if Rod Marinelli actually had a consistent group to work with, imagine how – good he right. might make them. David Irving, I'm sorry, is is unreliable and I don't give contract extensions to people that are blat- or patently unreliable. Can't trust him. Can't have him. Can't Without work with him. Flavor He'll wind up on the Patriots having 14 Can't sacks two years from now. Uh, <laughs> moving on, the Green Bay Packers, you know, trying to figure, always always an adventure trying to figure out the backfield in Green Bay. They got some guys there. Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, uh, all all players who could potentially have a role, and guess what? Mike McCarthy, the Packers head coach, says they all will have a role. In fact, he has this to say after the end of their minicamp. The fact of the matter is we're going to go running back by committee. Greg Rosenthal, you buying? I am that they'll start out that way. <laughs> I like that you added a lot of intrigue into a What's wrong with running back by yeah, committee? Yeah, a very rote uh, you buy story. asked a question. I'm buying. Okay. And then I'm hoping that Aaron Jones, uh, yes! who Wes loves, and uh, the more I, I went back and watched him a little, he, he I hope he takes care of this 
job that he takes it. And Ty Montgomery's kind of sprinkled in because he's too good to totally. Aaron Jones has a problem. Yes, he's by far the best runner in this group. He's the most dynamic playmaker in this group. Jamal Williams is a better blocker, better receiver. He's bigger. He's more durable. So I think those two are going to split a lot of carries. And they're left once again to wonder what or who Ty Montgomery is. Who is he, by the way? Have we, have we figured it out? Well, I don't. We could address that in our I don't think he's a running mysteries. back. <laughs> I don't think he's a running back either. But I will say this: he, he's they don't a really... damn good little running back when they have to use him. He's perfect. Yeah. He's perfect for a team that doesn't have a third receiver. Yeah. At all. So you would think they can move him. They can be creative. Show us something, Joe Philbin and and Mike McCarthy. I, like, give me a running back that makes plays for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers always making running backs look better. How about a running back that does some things on their own, <laughs> makes him look better? I also have no problem with running back. Running back by committee. I, I know Fabiano would come in and beat me. <laughs> I mean, it's worked for, for the Patriots that. for like a decade. Of course it has. Fine. I, so I it's, couldn't it's care a fine approach. less. Do you really think Fabiano could beat you since? No, not at all. <laughs> no, you're looking, <laughs> actually, you have, your arms not are looking all. somewhat jacked. And you're, no, like, no, you're in a short sleeve shirt in the middle uh, of June. I, don't, I haven't worked out in God knows how long. <laughs> are we already at the break. point of the show where Andrew yeah. comes on and we start talking about his body? I feel like it happens. <laughs> I'm fat. How could we not? By the way, Mark, is it time to take a walk? I think it might be. We're going to take a walk over to the Mark Sessler Fantasy Corner uh, while we're on this topic. That's not Wow. Let's head over there. Creepy. It's been a while. Let's head over to the corner. Such a surprise. I mean, I look at this topic. I thought there's this is a, a prime uh, area to offer a little bit of fantasy advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here in the middle of June as you start to prepare your potential rosters, Dynasty League stuff, I would stay away from this backfield. Mm. That's all I have to say. All right. You know, the Browns also are looking hey, at a Shelton, backfield by, by committee. Well, yeah, they've been doing a lot of things by committee for a long time. Yeah. Let's see how that works. I figured I'd throw the Losing Browns. Losing by committee. There used to be a time in your neighborhood, Mark, where you could hide in one of those phone booths. No longer. Now that it's actually, just like no longer. The now there are no corner phone booths. actually is, is in his neighborhood because there's been some – there's been some drama in your neighborhood from time to time. It, actually, you're absolutely right. And we're there talking was, of your physical neighborhood. Yeah, it's not too. I can you can walk there from five minutes from okay. here. And there That's was, where the fantasy corner yep. is. There's some police activity. Robberies. There was a helicopter, which I'm sure Dan heard this over oh, our house for like four hours last week. Mm-hmm. To, to did, they get, they, did they finally find you? They <laughs> yes, they did. It was, it was Simone wondering. But it was a very odd. There is one little tiny little nugget Where's that was Mark? very annoying. It's like this helicopter was looking for a runaway robber, and like I woke up Simone, and I was like Simone, like what, like t- are you hearing this? Because there were police cars all parked outside of our house, and she's like, oh, I forgot. I left the uh, the side gate open, and there's like a ro- there's a there's a suspect running around looking for shelter. So I had to run out in like my underwear, and try to close the side gate Andrews, with like a helicopter light on me, thinking I'm gonna be viewed as some suspect in my own home. I do love the idea of at the end of a Mark staycation, uh, Simone just summons a helicopter to go search and it's, get, that's, get you back home. Pretty like, much I, it. She's like, check the Culver City bars first. It's <laughs> pretty much accurate. They, they have a whole uh, a whole map set up, and they just go across like all these walking ta- Dan's been put on Dan's been put on that task before. It is fun. Finding Mark is fun. All right. Finally in the news, you may have heard, I'm sure you have, if you're moderately plugged into popular culture, that Jay-Z and Beyonce dropped a surprise album. Uh, featuring the new single uh, Ape Poop. Uh, here's let's listen to it a little bit. Why are you shaking your head, Mark? Because these, these guys think this is Jay Z. 
I don't think this is Jay Z. Okay. Greg, I was listening to the Jay Z before you were. I was gonna say this. This sounds a little. I'm, but I'm laughing at, at the what's going on here, just in general. I was saying to our producer, Lindsay, um, before the show, that th- that's in our rights-free library. Even though we're talking directly about this album and should be able to play a clip from the new mm-hmm. album, our bosses, the, the mm-hmm. shadowy league figures in, in all their brilliance, say we can't play anything, even that's newsworthy. Um, so <laughs> I was saying there's a guy that gets paid to sound like Jay-Z for free libraries. That's an interesting niche. That, that's pretty good. And I was grabbing my phone because I honestly knew nothing of this album over the weekend. I've, right. I've been in a cave. Help you. And, and I was trying to look up a story to be prepared. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. My title subscription <laughs> uh-huh. finally paid off. So last year, it's, it's also on Apple Music now, which I was now, surprised now. Finally. to see. Um, anyway, um, Jay-Z it was in the news last year that uh, Jay-Z and the NFL could not come to a deal for him to do the Super Bowl. And now Jay-Z on the new single with Beyonce, and the album is called Everything is Love, under the title The Carters. What does he say? He says this in the song Ape Poop. It's actually Ape S. Ah. It's a family it. show. Mm. I said no to the Super Bowl. You need, you need me. I don't need you. Every night, we in the end zone tell the NFL we in stadiums too. So that's a bit of a power play by Jay-Z. But he's wrong, by the way. Yes, he could fill stadiums. But you look, there is an absolute uh, business monetary gain to be had from playing halftime of the Super Bowl. It just If you want more people to hear your music. We should well, do- Beyonce's done it twice. One says yeah. the lead. Yeah. What know. else do you need to know? Top 10 She's NFL times, rap right? references. That's right. Top 10 NFL rap references. Ten. Go. Has that slideshow been on the site? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Top 10 NFL. Top rap 10 rappers? NFL rap rappers. I think Rhino made that slideshow. I'd be hard-pressed really? to come up no, with, I'm just with What's with the number three. one? What's the number I don't know. One? I just I, I had Bismarck Key pop into my head, kicking mm-hmm. like Bruce Lee and Jim Kelly, which made no sense. <laughs> no, that does yeah. not make sense. Um, I think Fife Dog, may he rest in peace, had a couple. i got to think of him. He had a bunch of NBAs, too. I like Little how- Wayne had like a Frank Gore uh, reference on a uh, the drought three. Okay. And that was kind of like my right at the end of Little Wayne's kind of incredible run there. Right. So that combination for me was that's big for you in your world. That's the, this the whitest conversation. What about Wiz Khalifa? Black and yellow, black and yellow. Oh, what a horrible go. song that is. Ba- bangers. God, that song's bangers are plenty on this album. God, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked uh, at your didn't grab me ambivalence. That's all. Oh my gosh. That's what's happening in the news. Uh, Mark, you wanted to touch on something. Well, I did, I, and I don't. I I religiously don't listen to this show when I'm not here. Yes, uh, so I I can't reference this first person, but it has come to my attention that the three of you, Andrew, we do sandwich props here, where mm-hmm. we and we had a Super Bowl related one where I suggested that the Super Bowl would produce a play with a nickname that would be bigger than anything before, bigger than the helmet catch, bigger than anything in pre- any previous Super Bowl, and I came out of the game thinking, well, I lost that. But then the Philly special, mm. over not not instantaneously, which is an argument against me winning this, but over time started to bubble up and gain a There claim. was no time limit on there. No, there was there? no time okay. limit. So I think it's, an, it's nebulous. Some people will say, yes, it's bigger than the helmet catch. I actually believe that the three of you probably came up with the correct 
result, except I don't like the way that you we did it no. with me not here. Mm-hmm. It is it is clown work to operate that way while I am out, out of the where's, studio. Wait, where's no, I where's think the flag? Phil, I think Philly <laughs> Special's legitimate. I mean, it's been trademarked. It's on T-shirts. Absolutely legitimate. It's big. I it's mean, the, the, they, the, the number of the diamonds in the ring, it's, right? It just, every, it just seems to, to keep, guys, keeps gathering play, momentum. Yeah. West does, well, not, West does not agree. Our I listeners, West threw a flag. Our listeners are 100% now and blowing up stories and misrepresenting them we gave when credit, a person of the, the podcast is near. I, I went I, out of my way to say I'm proud of you, that you really good. nailed this. You got you, this. Well, I'm also rabble-rousing because I didn't hear it, so I will go listen. I also I, said I'm assuming to Wes that you did at the time that it was a little strong to say that he was proud of you. I, I kind of I, I appreciate that, that once again. But we, we gave you credit that it was a long shot, and you're very close, but in if we have to judge no, you it, helmet it. catch you got it. beats it. You think no, well, I don't know. Hold on. You... I guess I actually clear. Do. I think you helmet that, is bigger. Okay, I, I'm I'm confused. I thought it was that there would be a play with an iconic name. What you said is that the iconic name would trump the others. Yes. When we do these okay. propositions, yeah. I always manage to add a, la- a layer of detail that dooms <laughs> to me make it, every time. To make it unwinnable. Right, because okay. they probably would have taken me up had I not included yeah. the word bigger then. I, I agree with your with your flag there. That, yeah, that this was is not bigger than the West. drive. One of the listeners has sent this. Does not pass the look at yourself in the mirror test. Oh, apparently, the way we wow. is this Super Bowl only? Super Bowl only. Uh, so yeah, there's no okay. fumble. There's no drive. Catch, catch. The drive. Right. Okay. It's as Beyonce, right. you know, said on this album, which delights me. It's like get off my. D-. Come on, <laughs> she said it. Not something Greg's had to utter too many times. But. <laughs> hey, that time you said that on up to the minute, I thought was great too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And one, one tip, Mark, like if you are going to come at us like that, I know. I just I, listen to I the know. seg. You know, listen. Give the seg a listen. Whenever number one, you can make a proposition and you come, you take it ninety-five yards and fail. I'm fine with that. And then to come up at you three with literally no research done—that's part B of that. All right. So you came close, but no cigar. Um, all right. Now, it's like Elway's drive just stopped at the two-yard line. <laughs> Can I hear fake Jay-Z again? I just I, uh, enjoy his fake work. This sounds nothing like Jay-Z. This isn't even fake Jay-Z. You're wrong, Andrew. It's kind of fake Jay-Z. Early, early fake Jay-Z. Jay Farrow sounds more like Jay-Z than this guy does. This is Sean Carter, S-E-A-N. This sounds like the NFL hired rappers that rap about like the upcoming game on those hideous commercial segments. This is Jay Y. Uh, Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's move on now. Yes, we are in the summer dark period. Let's enjoy it. And what happens during the summer dark period? Well, you find ways to get our blood pumping. (laughs) You. The NFL, Wes. And thank you, Wes. Uh, this music gives me flashbacks. <laughs> the NFL goes dark, but leaves behind unsolved mysteries. So, that's what we're here for. That's what the money's for. They go dark. We stay. We try to bring the light to darkness. Only light can defeat the darkness. So that's why we're here, Mark. <laughs> Good preamble. Welcome back, by the way. Thank you. Um, so we're going to go around the room. Andrew Siciliano of NFL Network. Up to the minute. Live. Host that. Great skill. <laughs> also, uh, the Red Zone. 
You know, a lot of people say, ooh, Siciliano or Hanson, who you got? Siciliano. <laughs> well, we always side with a friend of the show. I, uh, how much do I owe you for that? <laughs> that? I mean, that's not even close. Thank you. Well, so, <laughs> Bunsen burner blowtorch, I like that. So, I love you guys. So, let's go around the room. And offer up one unsolved mystery, and maybe I oversold all of us because we're not near—we're not necessarily giving the answer to the mystery, mm-hmm. but we're just putting it out there, just like Robert Stack once did. Like, it, there's not always the chupacabra, that right? But there's not right. always an update at the end right. that, that solves the, the mystery. Right. It's out there as a mystery. And maybe come the end of August or the end of the 2018 season, you get the update, and everybody gets a little excited in their pants. The update. Pants and you get the update, but for now, the chupacabra you- was actually a fox. I have spent an <laughs> embarrassing amount of time in my life researching chupacabras. Yeah, everybody's had a chupacabra. A like, didn't hear. Oh yeah, it was a it was a pincher of some kind. <laughs> I believe. Mark, get us going. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, weather worn storylines out there. The one for me, I, I'd like to see whether or not Earl Thomas is on the Seahawks when the season begins. Because for all the back and forth, it seems to be getting a bit more contentious. And they asked Pete Carroll, will he be on the roster? And his response was, we'll see. This is one of the best players that we've watched while we've been on this podcast together. And for the record, the president says we'll see for every. He does. I, I, Pete Carroll, maybe a bit of a different guy. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see if they might move him because the, the Seattle, obviously, this offseason for the first time, and with this regime, have made it very clear that they're starting over at many position groups, that the identity of this team has been completely overhauled, and the players that are going are long-term veterans that are overtly not buying into what Pete Carroll is selling at this point. And Earl Thomas may, may not be on board with this rebuilding plan, and maybe the Seahawks move on. We will see. He's definitely the most likely of all the potential holdouts, which is a great list of players this year. I mean, they're the best players in the league. Le'Veon Bell, Aaron Donald, Cleo Mack, Earl Thomas, Odell. You know, it Julio goes, Jones. Right, it goes on. I mean, these are like first-team All-Pros. He's the most likely to get traded before the season or that something crazy could happen. We keep hearing like about he's Dallas. Wait, he's waiting for the Cowboys to give up like right. 42 points in the third preseason game and then Jerry Jones to just like flip out and send a first round. It makes so much him, sense. Which, I still see it as I could see him with the star in his helmet yep. and and them giving up a first round pick that they have no business mm. giving up and making it happen. I could see it. Like I, I feel like you said the most underreported uh, storyline that you're surprised about, Wes, that it was Tom Brady. To me, it's it's the new empathy post by Pete Carroll. That's the most underreported <laughs> uh, well, story obviously. of the offseason. That like if I feel like he put that out there and everyone was just like, oh yeah, it's just Pete being Pete. It's just an it is document. Pete being Pete. I don't know. If Kanye West put that out or something, like people would have gone crazy. What you know, what's what, wrong with this person? You have a major issue with this empathy thing and I have a major issue with anybody who has an issue with empathy. Well, I don't have an issue with empathy. What's wrong with empathy? Empathy is great. I, but, I, like, you, you, you're you overreacting to, like, how bizarre this is or how weird Pete Carroll's post was. I think, like, at the bottom of it, he's coming from a warm place. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> look at the way, look what he's asking for, and look what other people in this country are asking for. He, what he's asking for is pretty sensible and relatable. He just seems like he's entering a new part of his life, and I wonder how connecting with, you know, 22-year-old, football players fits into that. Look, he has been able, and this goes back to SC as well, he has been able to connect with young people, yeah. and he has been able to um, make people forget how old he is. How old is Pete? Can we do the Google real quick? Seven? 
upper 60s, I, I think. Yeah. He's pushing 70. Pete does not look. 66. Turned at, 67 in September. Looks okay. great, though. So he's going to be 67 this season. That was like, he, he looks great. He he moves a lot slower. Pete Pete's that guy. So I'm going to compare him to Jim Brown real quick. Jim Brown okay. obviously now wear, uses a cane, and he's really slow. Jim Brown has had trouble moving around for years, but when he would walk through an airport, and I've seen this many times, he does not want you to see that he is slow, mm. and he is going to move, and Pete is that guy as well. Pete, Pete's got a little trouble moving around, but he is never going to let you know that he <laughs> is not a young man still. Um, it was a bit of a stretch with that comparison, but you get my point. And, and that's why Earl a way Thomas to is going to be on the field week one. Well, look, he he had to get rid of all the old guys that are now sick of that act. I feel Obviously, like Earl Earl's, Thomas Earl's is the outlier. That. I think I, Earl's sick of it. But Earl yeah. would like to get paid, and that is the most important thing. And if getting paid happens in Seattle, then he's all in. Earl Thomas feels like a, a major part of an era of Seahawks football that is over now. He, so yeah, he's the, he's the guy that's still lingering. Uh, Wes? Give us a mystery that's yet to be solved. It seems like it should be the goal of every sports franchise to be at least semi-successful and stay on in the playoff hunt every year. But it takes more than that. Your team has to be fun. It has to be exciting. It has to have buy-in from people, especially fans. For the entire existence of this podcast, we've been throwing shade at the Chiefs for being boring because we did, and, and also because we didn't trust it. We didn't think an Alex Smith-led team could get to the Super Bowl and win it. To me, the biggest unsolved mystery is when the calendar flips from July to August to September, are we going to discover that the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs are must-watch TV and they might be our favorite team in the NFL? I think they're going to be must-watch, but does must-watch mean consistently winning? No. To me, it's consistently captivating. I think they're going to be captivating because I think that guy is fantastically fun to watch. But I don't know that it's going to – could it translate into winning every week? Well, I would, I wouldn't expect that to happen in year one. Well, defense they yeah. have they have a lot of room for improvement on defense. They have Kareem Hunt, who's pretty under the radar for a guy who led the league in rushing as a rookie. You know, he can get better. Tyree Kill, uh, Travis Kelsey. I mean, they are primed. They're to, loaded. They have a lot of <laughs> and a wide receiver to, making sixteen million. You haven't mentioned. Yeah, they have potential to be better if, if Mahomes. Can this, replicate Alex Smith. Right. right, and this didn't happen in a desperate fashion. I mean, they, they could have, if they wanted to, if they really didn't feel Mahomes could make the leap, and Andy Reid knows what he's talking about when it comes to quarterbacks, they didn't have to trade Alex Smith. They could have kept them both for another right. year. Because they're not ultimately looking for someone to replicate Smith. They're looking for a guy that's no. a difference maker. A like, higher ceiling. Totally that, different yeah, type of player. a higher ceiling. Whether that ceiling, if he reaches that in year one, if he does, look out. Even though Alex Smith had his best statistically, which can be deceiving, his best downfield throwing season and his best overall season of his career. I think a little under the radar, I think, just to, to piggyback on that. Did, has anyone read at all into Sammy Watkins' comments about how fun and how exciting and how he's on the same page with the quarterback and how this offense suits him? As a very subtle diss to 2017 here in L.A., Has, am I the only one no, I that, think that sees that a little he's bit? He said some things that, that he basically – look, he got there late in camp. Very late. Right? Well, not, not – he got midway he, through camp. It's, a, it's late before the season to get sure. there. Sure. And basically he thought he's over there as the X on one side of the field. He's drawing double teams the whole season, and that's part – and he's just running those vertical routes. And that he was – you know, that was his role – 
you know, I think coaches would say, well, you got to be better to beat those double teams and, and do something like that. But his role was that, and that's it for the Rams. And maybe that wasn't that much. I mean, that offense helped him to the second most touchdowns he's had in his sure. career in a season, too. He did not in any way have a, a bad season. But Drew. It, it never was, you know, through the roof as the offense was through the Anybody roof. Anybody call you Drew? Uh, most of my, yeah, my family does. Yeah. Almost, like family. almost exclusively, yeah. Uh, Drew, give us an unsolved mystery. So, I, I have like ten of them, but I, I, I'll take an easy one, and I truly do think it is a mystery. And that is, regardless of how optimistic, and I think we all noticed the difference in tone and attitude, demeanor, everything from Andrew Luck last week. We still really don't know if he's going to consistently be able to let it rip. And when they say that he wants to manage training camp as if it's a game week, only throw one or two times during that game week. Well, training camp is a little different. Um, And and I am all for, and I read what Breer wrote this morning about easing him in, and they are not going to push at any and everything. And his attitude told me a lot last week. It is still a mystery as to whether or not all of this caution and optimism will mean come September He's the guy that we saw three years ago. And that, to me, is a mystery. There are other ones like Can, Matt Nagy, and Mitch. It's Mitch now, not Mitchell. Smart. Can Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky (laughs) have that same kind of offensive leap that, say, Sean McVay and Jared Goff had last year? That's what the Bears want. I mean, they're really – I mean, they would love to see that. Young coach, top of the draft quarterback, bam, year two it happens with more offensive weapons around. I think that is a mystery as well. I also think from visiting Detroit a couple of weeks ago, or two, I mean, lost track of time. Humble brag. Well, I was, I was in Chicago too. Motown. Uh, I, I love that the show's on the road. The I've heard City. for five straight years, <laughs> five straight years that the Lions are going to run the ball this year, and damn it, they mean it. <laughs> They mean it. Now that it seems, wherever you put Ragnow, left guard, or wherever, that they have all the pieces in place on that offensive line, right? Can they actually run the football this year? Because, I mean, if I had a dollar for every year they've claimed it's going to work, I'd I'd probably have $5. But (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I keep hearing it. Yeah. Well, their running backs were always either a bunch of guys who were jitterbugs Mm -hmm. Or a bunch of guys who are big but way too slow to be playing the position. And now they've got LeGarrette Blount, and they've got Carrion Johnson, who might be a good mix of both. So at least the personnel is is different than it's been in that whole five years that you're talking about. And Abdullah as well, whatever they decide to do with him. There was one thing that I did take from Detroit about the running backs. They may actually have a surplus at the end of the at the end of the oh yeah at the um, end of August. Amir Abdullah yeah. could be an interesting trade candidate. They may have a surplus there. Keep an eye on that. Um, moving on. An unsolved mystery in the AFC's North Division. <laughs> Robert Stack emerges out of the fog in a graveyard. <laughs> what? In a creepy trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's going on over in uh, the old Ravens' nest with the quarterback situation? Because obviously Joe Flacco is still capital T, capital M, the man. Uh, in terms of getting the reps, but John Harbaugh is continuously uh, finding ways to get Lamar Jackson, the number 32 overall pick, on the field. Uh, he's lining up at multiple positions throughout offseason practice, which got some people in the football cognoscenti fired up. Uh, because, oh, no, this is how you rule Lamar Jackson. Calm down, everybody calm oh, down please. just a little bit. 
Uh, but it does remain to be seen what they're going to do here, how Flacco react to it, how you're able to coexist if you do try to play two quarterbacks. Here's a quote from Harbaugh. Gosh, I sure like him out there helping us. If you put two quarterbacks on the field at once, what options does it create for our offense? That's what we're trying to find out. Uh, Greg, the Ravens could look very different on offense, unless this is all just talk. I thought Harbaugh was throwing that out there to just get people thinking. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll think about it. I think, I'm sure they'll try to maybe do it as a trick play every three games or something, but yeah. I don't think it's going to change their offense. Over, under 12 snaps this year with two quarterbacks on the field for the Ravens. Under. Over. I'll take, I'll the, take over. the over. Really? You're buying it? Oh, yeah. Now, I, I'm fun. not saying it's not a lot. How many the Ravens watchable? Come with us. How I'll many take, teams yeah. since you've been following football have used two quarterbacks on the field at the same time? More than ten snaps in a season. But doesn't I, this, I don't have an answer. But for doesn't that. this feel? How about like... Mark Sanchez out on the on the <laughs> edge? They tried it with Manziel and Hoyer, and it, it, they it always quickly, it quickly went away. But doesn't this feel like a scenario where the the team? And this specific example, something could happen because yes. Joe Flacco's fading. Because well, what's everyone Flacco loves do on Lamar the Jackson. No, because send him out wide, like they always be do. a statue, like he is when he's playing no, quarterback. I don't believe it because NFL players are so good that Lamar Jackson, without any training or very little training, isn't going to be as good as a number three receiver or your number three running back or whatever. I find it interesting that they have RG three on the team, who years ago some years ago, would have been the guy you would want on the field along with another quarterback to use in different ways. I love how RG3 He's not even in the conversation. I'm going to tutor Lamar Jackson. Hey, hey, guys, I I got this. Hey, I'm the mature one who's going to handle grooming the young quarterback. I got this. I got you, Mark. I got an update for you. Update. (laughs) RG3 has been released. Well, I wouldn't uh, be shocked at all if he didn't even make the Bob's not making it. After he teaches Lamar Jackson how to slide. How often do they keep three quarterbacks? Nobody keeps three. So, I, 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 I would say right. this about Lamar Jackson. It is not a story to me that they may use him on the field with Joe Flacco. It is a story that John Harbaugh made a very transparent and blatant attempt on Tuesday for the very first time, because he really didn't do it in rookie minicamp, and he didn't do it on draft day to go, hey, everybody, y'all better start thinking about this. I am now willing to admit that we're looking at this stuff, so I'm going to throw it out there. Now, I'm surprised he did it in June and didn't wait until later to, you know, mm. to, to pull that card out maybe week one. A little trip to the Raven's Nest. It's rare. Close this out, Greg. All right. An unsolved mystery. The gravitas in your voice immediately takes us there. We're to a we're in an old dock. You know, as the Cowboys talk about their Dak friendly offense, the the phrase I didn't want to hear anymore is this offseason. And they say, Well, we don't really need a number one receiver. Don't don't worry about that. They got a little problem. They don't even have a number two receiver. And so my unsolved mystery is basically just who is Dak Prescott throwing the ball to? I don't care that they're focused on the running game and that it's 2018. You have to throw the ball. Their number one receiver in terms of production, by a good margin, is Terrence Williams. He is the most productive and esteemed player on that team. You have Esteemed? I mean, in terms of NFL career experience, he might be gone in the, the beginning of the season with a suspension anyways. You're counting on Allen or Hearns. Or cut. You're counting on Alan Hearns to be a big factor. Maybe a third-round rookie, Michael Gallup. Maybe Tavon Smith, who you also play running back. Maybe Cole Beasley, who was you know kind of just disappeared last year. Like you, you cannot get by 
with a bunch of guys who are probably three and four receivers. It's not that they just don't have a number one. It's they don't really have a, a starter-level receiver. I mean, they've been trade. talking about Michael. How they can advance the ball through the air right. when they're trailing. They've been talking about Michael Gallup all offseason, but even the first-round receivers – have been so hot and cold their first year, if not sometimes their second. I mean, it's not third instant round production, yeah. right? Yeah. I have a different unsolved mystery about the Cowboys. Oh, wow. When is our employer going to change his name to the National Cowboys Network? Oh. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> like 78% of our stories are, about, are the Cowboys. I can't, oh, I can't, can't call home without, <laughs> in the first 60 seconds... My dad telling me, and I really liked your show today, and until you got to the Cowboys. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, every day. Doesn't have to wait long to get to the Cowboys. Son, it's you like disappointed some, me again. Somebody's <laughs> punching the coach True. on the Titans practice field. Let's break away from that because somebody sneezed in the Cowboys locker room. Do your parents watch you every day? The show is on the majority of days. That doesn't mean they make it through. My parents are in their Sometimes 70s. you don't hold their interest through the entire that show. That is what saying. I'm getting at. My parents are They're in like, their oh, 70s. They're like, oh, Jane Slater from Frisco again. Let's move on. Four Eastern-ish is right around midday nap time. So they <laughs> wow. sometimes do snooze with the TV on. Yes. Well, and and all do, they love Jane. However. Um, <laughs> they didn't raise Jane. Correct. They don't love argue. Jane. I mean, they... They love Drew. My dad, but my dad has had this <laughs> backlash against excessive cowboy coverage. I love you, I dad. believe since the 70s. Love you, dad. <laughs> well, I think we, we lead by example here, and I don't think we've over-talked the Cowboys this offseason much at all. Maybe we no, should ask, instead of trading for Earl Thomas, which veteran receiver do they trade for at the end of August? You know there who you would go. be good? Uh, Des Bryant at like a half the price <laughs> might, he's making Might work. Year. Might work. Is it that crazy? <laughs> Come on. Yes, it is. Why? Crazy. Why can't we just bring you, back Des? Well, they said they're not going to. They So? Bring them well, back anyway. Y- and you could kind of see it in all or nothing. Exactly. Uh, the issues he created. Not to yes, mention, he almost, that. and I had forgotten that he had basically his worst game of his career to give away their playoff appearance against the Seahawks where he turned the ball. You think they over. washed their hands at that moment? I'm just saying he Possible. turned he turned the ball over twice. No, because they didn't decide until May, but he did turn the ball over twice and ruined two drives in the game that ended their season, which we gotta, kind of it encapsulated his entire The experience but, feels over. But who, yes. I mean, I'm just, who's better right now in that roster? I don't know. I guess no, they're going to go with the unknown. The unsolved mystery. People who know far more football than me can look at tape and tell you that he is not the player he was five years ago and that he is no longer worth what they were paying him. Well, their own coaching staff felt that way two years ago. I also think that there's an addition by subtraction, not necessarily in productivity, but they – look, no one's calling Dez a bad person. I think what they're saying is it just got to be too much. As much as Jason Garrett says all the right things on the podium about we love his fire, we love his enthusiasm, no one loves football more than Dez, he's just kind of a pain to deal with. Prediction. Let's just say it how it needs to be said. You know, they don't want to deal with him anymore. Week one, starting wide receiver for the Cowboys, and I'm not saying this, this solves all their problems, Corey Coleman. 
Ooh, Ooh Baylor University. Hey, I, like I saw Corey Coleman make a couple of nice catches in the back of the end zone. Mark's been trying to get rid of Corey Coleman. No, I'm not trying to get rid of him, but I like I, 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 you ask if he's a real pleasant guy in the locker room either. Let's. How about this? You ask people. Mike's okay. like working. Mark's like working on his Jimmy Haslam impression. He's just gonna start calling Jerry Jones directly. <laughs> You're, uh, you're hey, I don't. I, hey, can I'd I like to you? see him work out. Actually, a lot of I Baylor mean, fans in the Dallas just... area, right? <laughs> you're the you're the GM of the Browns, and the Cowboys ring you up third round pick for Corey Coleman. I, they, I don't think they'd get a third. Well, but I mean, yes, he's probably yes, take it then. Do it. Yeah, I would. But then you're basically would, but you're saying at the same time, like I also I think that maybe you give him one more year and see if it works. Well, just what the Browns need more third round pick. Yeah, what's right. uh, exactly <laughs> what, what's uh, what's problem child from Florida? What's his the the fourth round pick oh, they took? Uh, what was was it Callaway? Yes, right, Antonio Callaway. Yeah, I, right. I, I mean, his I think. His selection says all you need to know. Yeah, about how I thought you were talking about the little scene problem child. Uh, with, with John Ritter, number four problem oh, child. Oh no, no I missed that one. Rest in peace. By the way, for all the Sashiates, they drafted like five receivers two seasons ago, and none of them are a factor. Right. Well, they couldn't catch. Or in the league. Um, no, Richard Higgins is still there. I saw Richard Higgins. I don't know uh, if I'd call him a factor. But. He's not a factor, <laughs> yeah. but his name is Hollywood. Maybe they should trade him out yeah. here to the Chargers or something. They could use a wide receiver that stays healthy. Um, Andrew, you said it all. Mm. You came here. It was a rain date. You made it up. Deshaun Watson couldn't stop you this time. I talked too much. I just want to say that I made a conscious effort to not just bleh and No, blab. you were excellent. It was great, great. having you here at uh, the big horseshoe. The big <laughs> horseshoe. <laughs> and the next time we'll see you is tomorrow because it's the big NFL talent media summit. Yes, the Whoa, summit. Whatever it is. You are – are you speaking at it? <laughs> <laughs> I, s- I, s- I sit in the back of the room and okay. that's my goal. Yeah, I yeah. drink coffee and you know <laughs> try to keep try to keep my head down. No, last year, no, the last couple of years, I believe they've assigned seats yeah. for this yep. thing. Yeah. So they want I, people to mingle. I was in the second row or the third row last mm. year, and it was difficult. They put Hansis next to Daniel Jeremiah. Did they? Yeah, that yep. was <laughs> total. Last year, Silver wouldn't shut up. Did you guys notice this? Last year. Sounds out of character. And I have no I problem saying recall. this to Mike Silver. I'm not talk I'm not podcasting behind his back. Last year Silver was just blah 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 like to the point where everyone's looking at that one guy that's talking over the speakers and and you just you felt awkward for the speakers, who by the way, are the people that that sign our checks, right? Management up there speaking and Silver's blah, blah just on and on and on and on and on. And if you can be the one who talks over a crowd of people who have worked their way up in a career yes. where your job is to be yes. on television talking and as be much loud. as possible and putting yourself in that position, you're a special guy. I have a loud voice. I recognize other loud voices, and his was loud. Voice recognizes voice. <laughs> um, all right. Ne- uh, our next show, uh, we will have a very special guest uh, to talk a little World Cup soccer slash NFL, football v. football. That'll be fun. Very special guest. Mystery guest, was NFL, Hank. Oh, yeah. He's... One of my favorite people. Or she. Yes, this person is wonderful. Let's lean into it, Wes. Yes. Big time mystery scenario. Uh, also, most importantly, uh, Dave Ely will be in studio. Wow. Two, Vegas moved it, by the way. Uh, Vegas has moved it to 290 to one shot uh, of him being your best man. But Dave Ely will be What's in What's with here the pussy foot in Vegas? Just, making, just wow. put the odds way back. But uh, Ely will have a chance, uh, and you have to keep an open mind. You're promising to keep an open mind. Sure. Deliver. That guy's got some Sounds big pipes. Like you yeah. better be talking about I'm his st- arm. I'm still too. taking yeah. that plus. Ely? Yeah. 
He's got big pipes. Well, then, you, then he wears tight shirts. Well, he does wear tight okay, shirts. Then I was just, I was, I've never seen him with a shirt true. off. I, he only shops, I wrong shops with that. in Yeah. <laughs> On Thursday, Dave will make his pitch to be the best man. And knowing the guest list and where the wedding is, it is also mm. his only chance probably to even be at the wedding. So right. I'm still taking important. the plus 350 bet of him not getting invited Is at this all. allowed now? Oh, I don't know. It's all in play now. It's all in play. Uh, and, it's uh, all theoretical. And if you are one of our English listeners, uh, congratulations on the big victory over Tunisia. Yeah. No, oh, they yeah. would say hey, they would you... say Tunisia. No, no, Tun- Tunisia. And if you're a Tunisian no, listener, well, Tunisia. we apologize. If you can narrowly, you, you got know, banged. Clear if you can narrowly defeat Tunisia <laughs> in the 91st minute, hey, the World Cup title. So are you, all that matters is whether you win. Tunisia, they had no shot. England had a much deeper roster. But do we know? Is to use true? to I use proper. I did. I looked at the. Yeah, I looked at how much proper soccer favorite. English. They they would say England win, right? As opposed to England wins. That's my favorite thing about soccer. Oh God, I hate that. I love it. I. I it's better than acting it. like oh. an it can cogitate or concoct a trade. Ooh. Please. And it does not think. So don't stop using it. Same for the it podcast, Wes. <laughs> All right. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like that would be a good one. Oh, I would love to have an it podcast. Van Hansen signing off. <laughs> Drag the ringer right through the, the mud. Man, Drew. Good night, y'all. Boss and Lindsey Bolton behind the glass. Till Thursday. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.